Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne, your single parent coach and mentor. And for those that are listening in real time, before I jump into today's topic, I just want to say we are wrapping up school holidays where we are in Australia. Now, I'm based on the sunny central coast in New South Wales and school is going back tomorrow. But uh, wrapping up our summer school holidays here in Australia, some have already gone back and it's a quite a bittersweet feeling. I love school holidays, that long summer holidays, because it's so nice getting out there and having that quality time with my daughter. It's I love those precious memories. But then it's also nice for them to go back and you can get back into your routine of things again. You know when you're coming and going, you know when the kids are finishing school and know what you can fit in your day. We're school holidays. Everything is just everywhere, isn't it? But we've got to find the good in that situation. And the good is I love that time. I love the quality time. So for those of you who are sending your kids off to school, I hope you're feeling good vibes about it. It is, like I said, it is quite a bittersweet feeling. But anyway, let's dive into today's episode, which is starting a business as a single parent. Now, you might think, Leanne, why are you talking about this? Because One, I've started it, I've done it, I've been there, I've had a business, I built it from scratch, I built it from nothing, I built it with zero financial backing and I did it all on my own as a single parent and I've since sold it and I've now gone on to my next venture and I loved it and it's something I was extremely passionate about and the other reason why I want to talk about it because I see it a lot, I see it on social media all the time, posts of people putting comments on there saying I want a job that I can work around my kids, I want something I can do from home to earn some extra money, what can I do? So that's another reason why I want to talk about it and also because it's nice to see people follow their dreams, it's nice to see when people can actually have a goal and a passion that they want in life and they can actually go for it and not be scared to do something, not be scared to take that risk and get out of their comfort zone because there are a lot of people that just stick with their daily job and they might not like it. They might not be happy about it. I remember I had that discussion with my daughter once and I made a comment to her saying, you know, I'm pretty lucky. I I love what I do. I love getting up in the morning and doing what I do. Not everyone is able to do that. A lot of people are out there and they don't enjoy their job. They just go there for the paycheck. She's like, I don't get it, mummy. What do you mean? And I said, she she couldn't process the fact that there are people out there that go to work and don't enjoy their job. Because her whole life, all she's seen me is in a business, as a business owner, doing what I love. So for her, processing the whole concept of people going to work and doing something they don't like, she couldn't understand that. She's like, I don't get it. Why would you go to work and do something if you don't like it? And I said, darling, there are actually quite a lot of people in that situation because they know what paycheck they're getting. They know what they're bringing home each week. They know it's going to pay their bills and it's a big risk to take to get up and leave it and start something completely new, knowing you're not going to get that money coming in straight away. And it's sad. I love it. I love it when people get out there and follow their dreams. And I love it when people get out there and make it work and are passionate about that. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Following your dreams, following your goals and getting out there and starting a business on your own as a single parent. It's not as scary as it seems. And 
one of the reasons why I started it is because prior to being a mum, before I even had my daughter, I was always in the headspace of when I have a job or a career, I want it to work around my kids. Now, I just have the one daughter now, but back then that's the mentality I had. I want to work around my kids, not knowing how many children I was going to have. My business came about when, for those of you that don't know, I had a business in party hire and it was quite a good successful business on the Central Coast and I've since sold it off. So that business is still running. Someone else has taken it over. And I started that from scratch. Had nothing at all, not a cent behind my name. Nothing. And I started because when I was 17, I started working in the events and hospitality industry. I've always had a background in events and hospitality. That's pretty much been my entire working career. Now, I have done some studies throughout where I did some counseling and coaching studies, but my career as such was purely based on the events and hospitality industry. And I started, like I said, when I was 17. So I've worked from the bottom and worked my way up. I worked all sides of it. So I've always been passionate about that industry. And it's, and my daughter's father wasn't encouraging of that. He didn't want me to do that. He didn't agree with it. So I was looking into a few ideas. Well, not so much ideas. I was looking into things that I could purchase for the business and things that I could buy to get it up and running and anyway not long after my daughter's first birthday we broke up and that's when I thought to myself this is my time and this is what I say in all my previous episodes when you're a single parent this is not your time to sit around and go okay my life's fucked I don't know what I'm going to do this is your time to work on you and do what you want to do and that's exactly what I did I used this time to sit and reflect on what I can do and I did my research. I'm always big on researching things when I'm going into something, even with holidays. I research, research, research. So my first step was I created a Facebook page. Now, keeping in mind back then, this is nearly 10 years ago, Facebook wasn't, I mean, it was a common thing. Everyone was on Facebook, but it wasn't as commonly used for businesses as it is now. Like nowadays, you have pages for everything. You have pages for sports, for mum's groups, for dad's groups, for every suburb for businesses for anything you can think of there is a Facebook page or a Facebook group it wasn't so commonly known then to have those Facebook pages you had your own business page but to promote on these other areas in these other pages it wasn't so commonly known so getting the word out there was extremely difficult and Instagram was around but again that wasn't so commonly used and it wasn't as commonly used in that age group that I was targeting. So it was a lot of work to get the name out there and to get started. But really, in a nutshell, that is how I started my business. I broke up from my daughter's father. I had, gosh, nearly 20 years events industry experience behind me. So I was passionate about the industry. I knew all the ins and outs of it and everything that you had to do. The only weakness I had with the area of mine that wasn't my strength was the business side the admin side so that's what I did I set up a Facebook page I set up an Instagram page and I created content I just did some little setups in my backyard and put photos up and I posted and I tagged my business anywhere and everywhere I could and eventually I got my first paid booking and that's how it started and it was a slow process and it was a hard process and going into it without any financial backing made it probably 10 times harder than what it could have been because if you go into a business with some money behind you you can invest in stock you can invest in marketing you can invest in promoting and other types of avenues to get your name out there more you can invest in a professional website 
I did everything myself. I created my website. I did all the social media. I did everything myself. Now, I created my website through Wix. So if those of you who are wanting to look at building your own business, you can build your own through Wix. So it wasn't an option for me back then to outsource. I couldn't outsource anything because I went in there with zero financial backing. So that's really what I want to get out in this episode. I don't want you to think, oh no, I can't start a business because I don't have the money or I don't know the right people or I don't know this or I don't know that. The first step into building a business is knowing what business you want to build, what it is that you want to create a business around. And to do that, you see so many people out there wanting just to start a business because they think it makes them a quick dollar. But let me tell you, business is not about making a quick dollar. You can make some good money if you have a good product and you have a really good service. You can make some really good money. And if you get it built the right way, you can make it work around you where you are creating your own hours, you're creating your own schedule and it can work amazingly. But you've got to hustle to get to that point. You've got to work hard to get to that point. So don't go into a business thinking that you can just pick any random idea because you've seen someone else do it and it makes them a lot of money. You want to start a business around something that you're passionate about. You want it to be something where you get up in the morning and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm so happy to go to work today. That's what you want. You don't want to start it just because you think it's going to bring you a lot of money and then a year or two down the track, you're like, fuck, I'm over this. I'm done. I'm done. And to be honest with you, That's part of the reason why you probably see a lot of businesses close. One of the main reasons would be finances because in this economy, in this financial climate, it's extremely difficult with money and bills and the prices of everything. It's just constantly increasing. But the other reason is people lose the passion. They lose the drive. And if they were extremely passionate about it, then they probably wouldn't let that bother them. They'd keep going. There's no reason for so many businesses to close, but they just lose their passion about it. They don't want to keep going anymore. They don't want to keep investing. If you go in there with the right reason and you go in there with a passion for making something work, then 100% it'll work. There's no reason why it can't. So find something that you're good at. Find something that you enjoy and something that you can create and build from home. Anything. Making cakes. There's so many cake makers out there these days, but But don't just start it because you haven't done it before and you think, oh, I can easily learn that and I'll probably like it. Do something because it's what you really love. If you have made cakes for lots of friends and you've done it for lots of people and you are really good at it and you've got a lot of compliments for it, then that's maybe something you can look at. But don't just start it because you think it's an easy dollar. Because there is a lot of work behind any kind of business that you start. Making cakes has a lot of work behind it. It has a lot of overheads behind it and a lot of expenses behind it. And that's why a lot of people realize when you sell a product, people complain about the price. Oh my God, that's so expensive. But they don't look at the costs that's gone into it and the time that's gone into it. And that's going to be one of your biggest things that you need to tackle when you're going into business is your price point. And a lot of people will come at you and will question the prices that you charge because you're not a Kmart, you're not a reject shop, you're not a Costco or whatever else. You're a single parent running a business from home and your time matters. So going back to what I was saying, you need to find something that you're passionate about. And it's not just for the women, the men can do it too. If you love mowing lawns, if you love painting, if you love surfing, go start some surfing lessons. There are businesses out there for pretty much any hobby or any activity these days. You can find businesses for anything. 
like look at all the art classes over here these days and I guarantee they're not skilled in any other area. They probably just love art and they've created an art school around it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. That's a great money-making idea. They're passionate about art, so they've created an art school. Something like that. Find something that you're passionate about and create something around it where you can make it a business or make it a service that you're offering to someone. Find what it is that you're good at and make it into a business. And once you've got your business idea... Start researching, join your groups, join your Facebook groups. Like I said, there's Facebook groups for everything. Find a Facebook group that's related or linked in to what you want to start and also join business groups. There's so many business groups out there these days, whether they're local ones or nationwide ones. Find the bigger ones because they're usually ones that you get a lot of people commenting and there's a lot of interaction in the group and they're the ones that are probably going to be a lot more beneficial and if you don't know anything you can jump onto these groups and put a question out and a lot of times you'll get the answer that you want and they're so helpful and it's free advice because you're just putting it onto these Facebook groups and you're helping each other out so find what it is you want to do is your first step your second step register your business name and get an ABN now doing those steps are a super quick easy Google search to find out how to do it. It is very simple, just registering an ABN and registering your business name. They are small costs, but longer period you register it for, the cheaper it is. And different countries and different areas will have their own ways of doing it, but that's pretty much how it's done here in Australia. Once you've done that, have your social media pages if you haven't done it already. Actually, backtracking a little bit, one of the first things you need to do is get your business name before you even register your business name is to choose a business name. And before you register it, search on social media to make sure nobody else is using that name. Even though they may not have registered, you might search the business name registry and it might not be registered. You don't want to set up another business name that's the same as somebody else. So when they search them, they're going to come up, not you. A lot of people do it. A lot of people do businesses that are same or very similar to other people. I think it's crazy. I don't know why people do that. I think it's nice to have a point of difference and be a little bit more unique. Pick your own name. So do a search on Facebook and Instagram and all your social media pages that you want to use and make sure that name or that handle has not been taken. So if you want to make up a name, say for example, Pam's Pet School. So you want to search Instagram, Facebook, TikTok maybe, whatever other Instagram or sorry, social media page you want to use. Have a search. Search Pam's Pet School. And I'm sorry if there is a Pam's Pet School out there. Actually, I want to search it now. But make sure that nobody else is using that name. Because like I said, even if it's not registered as a business name, how are you going to have a business or a social media page if that page is already taken? You can do Pam's Pet School 1 or Pam's Pet School underscore. No, because they're going to go to the other Pam's Pet School first. You want to have something different that so you're not going to get confused with the other business. Have that point of difference. So search the business names before you register it on social media to make sure they're not taken. And also search the website names because you want to have a website name that matches. Example, Life After Plus One. It took me a while to find a name because a lot of the names that I liked were all taken. And so I've now got lifeafterplus1.com and I've got lifeafterplus1.com.au. So search them to make sure that those names are not taken. And then you've got your website link, you've got your social media pages and you've got your business name all in your names. And you don't have to have them done differently because somebody else has got their name elsewhere. So that's a big tip when you're starting a business. Search your business names. Find what you're passionate about. Find what you like. Search business names. Register a business name and register for an ABN 
or like I said, in other countries, it may be different. For those of you listening elsewhere that don't know, an ABN is your business number. When you're here in Australia, you need to register a business and you need to get a business number. You need to have a business number to operate. And depending on what your business is, actually, I pretty much think most or all business, you need to get also public liability, which also varies in countries as well in different areas. So search your areas for what insurances that you need based on what you're doing and that the costs will vary and the prices and whatever it is that you need to include will vary based on what it is that you're doing. And like, for example, I know here in Australia, the ones when you're handling food or any business that's related to kids, it's a lot more strict and there's a lot more involved that you've got to be aware of. And like, for example, if you're working with kids, you need a working with kids check. Different countries will have their different standards. So there are things that you need to look into when you're starting a business. You need to see what it is that you're doing and what other insurances or checks that you need to get it up and running. So like I said, it is possible to start a business with zero financial backing. With social media these days, that's free marketing for us. Now, it is quite tough. It's very hard to be seen in the world of social media these days, but it is doable. It is possible. So if you want to start a business as a single parent and you don't have any money behind you, maximize those free resources such as social media. And a lot of local government agencies, depending on where you are, have business services to help you get up and running. Now, I know here in New South Wales, we have a a business, I can't even think of the name. I might even see if I can find it and put it in the show notes for you. But it's a service through service new south wales where they offer business advice and support and i think you get a certain amount of calls with them where they give you advice and can help you out with anything business related and there's a few other services around that are similar and there's probably others around the world in different areas that offer a similar service so do a search in your area about what is available to help out new and upcoming businesses and how and what's available to help you get up and running And if you do have financial backing and you just don't know how to spend it, you don't know what to best put it towards, a call with one of these people or even if it's just a business consultant or someone that can help in the area business can maybe help direct you on where to best spend it. Whether it be marketing, whether it be building your website, whether it be purchasing stock, paying for staff, they will give you the right advice as to what they think is best to do. And like I said, utilize these Facebook groups and the business groups and ask the questions there and speak to people that have something similar or doing a similar business to what you want to start. Now, I'm not a fan of people that don't put in the work. If you want to start a business, you've got to put in the hard yards. Don't think you can go out and take the piss out of people on Facebook and expect them to hand feed you all the information. Yes, you can use those groups. And yes, if you're really not sure about something, you can ask them. But I think it's very lazy of people that get on there and ask questions. Where do I buy this? Where do I buy this? Where do I? Jump on Google, jump on Google. Like I used to get that a lot when I was, when I had that last business in the party industry, people would message me, there were other suppliers. Where do you buy that? Where do you buy that? It's like, I spent a lot of time Googling and researching reliable contacts and reliable suppliers and they just want to come to me because they're too lazy to search themselves. I'm all for helping and supporting other people but you've got to put in the work. Don't think you can spoon feed your way to success off other businesses. Put in the effort yourself. Another big thing when you're starting out or you're wanting to get your name out there and you're just getting up and running, collaborate with other businesses is a huge thing. 
And again, it will depend on what your product is and what your service is. Say, for example, going back to what I was talking about before, if it was a cake business that you started, maybe you could collaborate with a local party stylist or a party hire business or a balloon business or a restaurant or someone that's related in the industry to what the cake industry is. Collaborate with them. Do some photo shoots, get some good content. Having good content for social media is a huge thing. If you have got financial backing, then that's something else you can maybe spend your money on. Get some good content. And these days, you don't really even need to pay for that. You can get some really good quality photos on our iPhones these days and you can edit them yourselves. But then you might say, well, I'm just starting out in business. I don't have content. I don't have anything to share. Create it create it. Like I said earlier, when I started my business, I started off doing party styling and eventually I moved into the higher side of it because that's where the demand was. People wanted more of the higher than they did. They didn't want to spend the money on styling. So I created my own party setups in my backyard and I did my own photos and I took photos and I put them on my social media pages. Create your content. If you're doing cakes, going back to that topic again, create a few cakes, create a few different range of cakes and add them to your social media page. Another option to get your name out there and get it up and running. Do some freebies. Now be careful with this. Don't just put a word out there saying I'm doing a freebie and we're doing a giveaway. I'm very cautious with giveaways because I find you get those serial people that aren't interested in your product or your service. They just want a free item. And then you see those people that are just constantly sharing giveaways. They're just like the serial competition enterers. And then you just think to yourself, that's not a value customer. That's not a value customer. That's just someone that just wants a freebie. That's not going to get you business. If you're going to do a freebie or a giveaway, you want to do it to somewhere where it's going to give you exposure, whether it be donating it to maybe a school graduation or you're donating it to somewhere big that's having a anniversary celebration, like a big business or a or a special event in the area. Maybe you can say, hey, you guys are celebrating this occasion. I'd love to donate a cake, but in return, I'd like some social media exposure. You need to make it clear when you're giving out something for free, you need to make it clear what you want in return. Yep, I'm happy to give this to you for free. In exchange, I want any photos shared on social media. I want my business tagged. I want credit for all images with my content or with with my cake that's being shared. An example, I'm, I don't, I'm just throwing cake out there. It's just an easy one, I suppose, because I've worked in the party industry. It's just an easy one to use. But with anything that you're doing and you want to get your name out there, doing something like that is great exposure, especially if it's with a big event where you're going to get a lot of eyes and a lot of people there. Offer something free. You say, hey, I'm new. I'm up and running. Just getting up and running, I should say. Love to donate a cake in exchange for credit on social media. So you can tag my business so people can see. And then more often than not, you're going to get a good following from that, especially if it's a big event or something that's well known. Reach out to people that are linked to what you're doing, but not necessarily doing the exact same thing. Like, for example, you wouldn't reach out to another cake business. Reach out to someone that's relatable. Like I just said before, if you're a cake business, reach out to a party stylist, reach out to a restaurant, reach out to somebody that may need your product and collaborate with them. Just say, hey, I'm new in the industry. If you're needing a cake or, you know, I'd love to work with you. Can we maybe do a deal or do a photo shoot? Doing a photo shoot with other businesses is another great way to get exposure because not only are you getting good content for your social media, you're also getting all these other businesses that are involved in the photo shoot. When they share the contact, the content, they're going to tag your business. So that's getting fresh new eyes on your business. And another great tip of what I did 
was participate in local business and networking events. And I know everywhere does these. It doesn't matter where you are, if you're in Australia, if you're somewhere else, everywhere has business and networking events. Find your local ones because there's so many. I know even where I am, there's so many different ones. Unfortunately, a lot of them always seem to fall in times that I can't attend. Single mum life. But find the ones that are in your area and just follow their pages, join their groups or whatever else. And then when something does come available that's in a time slot that you can make, attend, join, take business cards. I don't know, do people even do business cards these days? Take something with you that can give your business exposure, that can that you can hand out. People ask, what do you do? You've got something to give them or show them or something. And you don't necessarily directly get business from networking events, but you meet new contacts and that in itself is priceless, meeting the new contacts. Because quite often when somebody knows someone, like for example, someone says to someone, oh, I'm looking for a cake, but I don't know who to ask. I'm going back to cake example again. And that's when they'll say, oh yeah, I just met Jane at that networking event. She does cakes. You should give her a call. That's how networking events come in handy. You're not necessarily getting business from them you're getting referrals from them which is what you want referrals are more important than getting business inquiries because when someone's referred to you 99% of the time they're not going to go elsewhere because they've been referred to you by someone when someone's referred a business to somebody else they're going to stick with that they're not going to shop around they've heard that from that other person they must be good so that's who they're going to stick with the referrals are priceless so do not underestimate the value of attending networking events or meeting other people and doesn't have to be people in your industry you could be a cake person meeting a plumber it doesn't matter everyone at some point in their life is going to need a cake so it doesn't matter who you're meeting getting out there and meeting new people is getting your business in front of new eyes and that's what you want so with my previous business in the party industry I originally started that from home and then it got too big that I had to move out to a storage facility. So that's the plus side of starting a business as a single parent. You can start it from home and eventually it might get to a place, which you hopefully it does because you want it to do good, where you have to move it out of home. But you might be in a way where you still can manage it from home, even though it is doing bigger and better. That's what you want as a single parent. You want to be able to start your business from home. So if you're starting it from home, first of all, you need to make sure you've got the space. Do you have a spare bedroom? Do you have maybe a greenhouse at the back or a veranda or a back deck or somewhere that you can allocate to your business? Because if you don't, it's going to be shit fight and your house is going to be a mess. You need to have space that you can allocate for your business. If it's a little office area, if it's a desk, And again, it just depends on what you're doing. Maybe it is just dog sitting and you don't need any space at home, but you need to have a little area where you can allocate your space to do any business admin because that is a big part of running a business. There is a lot of behind the scenes admin work, which can't be neglected unless you've got a good accountant or a good bookkeeper. Outsourcing is a great thing, but at the start, if you don't have money, you need to do it all yourself. So allocate yourself some space where you can sit down in your time and follow up on emails, follow up inquiries, where you can do your social media. You don't just want to sit down at home on your phone and do it when you're with your kids. I mean, you can do it that way if you want, but it's nice to be able to clock off and do it at a time and allocate maybe say Monday mornings, I'm going to allocate nine o'clock to 12 o'clock for my emails and social media. 
That's just an example. And so you can use that time to sit at your desk and focus on your work commitments instead of having it all blended into your family life and work life all mixed into one. You can separate the two. And that's a big thing that I definitely recommend. If you're starting a business from home, find a way to separate your family life and your work life. Now, going back to earlier when I said I started this with no financial backing and then I've ended up selling it and I've moved on and the business is still running. And you might think, Leanna, how the fuck did you do that if you had nothing behind you and you've ended up selling it? Well, I was smashing out all my social media ads and comments and posts. I was commenting everywhere to get the name out there. And then when I started getting bookings coming in, most of that was just getting invested back into the business. So when I started making money, I was investing it back into the business to build the business even more. That's how I got it up and running. Now, realistically, if you have a partner, it's going to be a lot easier to get a business up and running. And that applies to any part of life, anything that we do as a single parent. If you've got an extra set of hands, of course, it's going to be easier. You've got that extra income coming in. And that was the most hardest and stressful part for me, running a business as a single mum, because you are not earning a consistent income. It's scattered. Being in business, you can't think that, yay, I've got a really good week this week. Next week's going to be huge. Business doesn't work like that. It's constant up and down, up and down. So when you're starting out in business, I highly recommend you have another form of income, something coming in. Your money that you're earning from your business is not your sole source of income. You need to have something else until you've established enough business that you can make a living from it because it takes a while to actually get out there and get the word out there and get decent money coming through. Unless you have some really good contacts and you know a lot of people and or you might just have a really good product or service that people love and bam, people are out there purchasing it. That's fucking amazing. But if you don't, then you definitely need to have another form of income if you're on your own until you get properly established. Because like I was saying, business comes in waves. You have those periods where you might think, holy fuck, how the hell am I going to pay my bills this month? And then you have weeks where it's like, yay, let's go on a holiday. This is fucking awesome. So it's being able to manage those high and low periods. And you've got to know when you've got a really good week or a really good month, you don't just go crazy with the money thinking, yes, this is all mine. I'm going out shopping. You've got to prepare for the low periods because that's what business is about. It's not constant boom, 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 boom. It's constant up and down, up and down, up and down. And especially what hit my industry very hard, as you remember, two or three years ago, we had that lockdown and I was in that industry where we could not work. It wasn't an option. I couldn't just work from home. I had to completely shut down. And as a single parent, that was my sole income. My business was a sole income. And that where I was, I don't know where everyone else in the world is, but we were locked down for 17 weeks. No business for 17 weeks, completely closed. It wasn't an option. So those are things you've got to take into consideration when you're going into business. So I'm not saying we're going to have a lockdown again. I'm pretty certain that we're done there. I'd like to think we are. I don't think we need another one. There's other things as well, like the financial market, school holidays, special events. All these things affect businesses. And I know my industry and the party industry was my industry and other industries as well. During school holidays, inquiries are a lot quieter. But then you've got other businesses during school holidays that they're just, that's their busiest time. So you've got to expect that. You can't go into business and expect consistent income and expect it to quickly rise and be constantly ongoing. It's going to be up and down, up and down constantly. And you've got to prepare for that. 
And that's why it's so important to have a backup form of income until you are stable enough to have it as your full-time income. So they're the main points that you need to look at when you want to start a business. So going back over it, find what it is you want to start a business about. And if you still can't figure it out, you still got absolutely no idea what you want to do, but you want to do something where you can work from home, but you're just clueless as to what to do. Sit down and look at what your passions are. Look at what your interests are and look at how you can maybe turn that into a business. Because like I said earlier, people these days start businesses for everything. Any kind of hobby, any sport, any activity, anything at all, there's a business related to it. There is no reason why you cannot find something. We are all good at something. You might be good at maths, become a maths tutor. You might love doing housework, start a cleaning business or do some ironing. There are so many things that you can just do from home or that you can do without having any extra qualifications. We've all got something that we like doing or something that we're really good at. You might be really good at organizing. There's people out there that I've just seen that started organizing houses and organizing pantries. I love it. I'd love to do that myself. I love doing all that stuff and having nice neat containers and all nice and neatly set up. I love it. There's people out there that have decluttering business that will come in and clear out your house for you. There's a business idea for anything and everything. Look at what you're good at and look at what you're passionate about and where your interests are and work out how you can merge that into a business idea. Once you've got your business idea, get your business name, but make sure you do your research and your searching first before you do that. So you know, you've got your free social media handles and your email and your website and everything else are also available in that same business name. Also, Research other businesses that are doing the same thing or something similar. And I'm not saying to research to copy. I'm saying research to get an idea on your price point. You don't want to go into business and have a ridiculous price point and be way too expensive where you've priced yourself out of the market. And you don't want to go into business where you price yourself too cheap. And this is my biggest pet hate about people that are just starting a business and I know they're not doing it on purpose to be nasty or mean. They're doing it to get business and that's pricing themselves too low. And it's a dangerous thing when you price yourself too low because not only one, are you not earning the money or you may not even be breaking even if you're pricing yourself too low. But it also puts a ripple effect on the whole industry when you're pricing yourself too low because if they see your price and maybe you're charging $100 for something, and then Jane down the street is charging 550 They're like, well, how is she charging that much? And she's charging 100 Well, I'm going to go to her. But then you're not even breaking even because you're undercharging. Now, everyone's going to have the expectations of that's what they should be charging. And they think Jane's an absolute ripoff. But Jane's just charging realistic prices, if that all makes sense. So don't undercharge yourself. But when you're going into a business for the first time, don't be cocky and price yourself too high. Go in pricing yourself at where your qualifications are, where your skills are at, and then eventually you can up your price when you get a regular flow of business because businesses do that. When your skills increase, when your demand increases, when your stock prices increase, when your overheads increase, it happens. We've all seen it at the moment. So it's no issue to increase your prices later down the track, but don't price yourself too low. So that's a big thing. Do your research on other businesses to work out their price point or you can work out your price point yourself based on how much you think you should be getting charged for your time or what the product is and what your overheads are but it's also a good idea to see what other people are doing 
get your website up and running. And again, if you don't have any money behind you, you can do it yourself. There are DIY websites. Now, what I'm also going to do, I'm going to tag in the show notes below the business I used for setting up Life After Plus One, which was Glass Elevator Consulting. Her name was Meredith. And she also helped me through the sale of my previous business. And she has been a priceless help for me. So I'm going to tag her in the show notes below her business name. So if you're wanting to start a business and you're needing some advice or support, she can also help with a business plan and she can help with all those business ideas of putting it together, that things that you probably don't even think of. Because when I started my previous business and she was directing me and giving me these things, I'm like, holy shit, I would never have thought to have done that. So if you're looking at getting some help, reach out to Meredith. She was amazing in helping me with my previous business and with life after plus one. But don't be scared off by that because if you don't have the financial backing, it is possible to do it on your own because I did do that with my first business. You can do it all on your own. Don't be scared. Don't be overwhelmed. Take it small steps at a time. Do your research, get your social media pages and then just tag, tag, tag. Don't post to the point where you're going to get blocked on pages. I've done that. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people in business have done that though. I'm sure it's not just me. But even if you're, I'm going to go back to the cake reference again, but just say you're starting a cake business and you see someone talking about doing a kid's party. I need some ideas for a kid's party. You can jump on. Hey, I make cakes. If you're needing a cake, this is my business name. Reach out. I'd love to help. Just like if you know someone needing some single parent advice, then tag life after plus one. I'm here for them and I'm here for you. But that's what you do. If you see a post that's related to anything that you're doing in your business, tag yourself. Be careful. Some of these bloody Facebook admins, fucking hell, they think they're fucking CEOs. The way they carry on in these Facebook groups is, holy fuck, calm down. You've just set up a Facebook page. They don't like you tagging links. They don't like you tagging on wrong days. It's like, oh, fuck. They're very strict. It's like, whoa, calm down. But um, so you just can't, you've got to be careful to read the rules. You've got all these people that are really precious. You can't break the rules. Like, fuck, calm down. Jesus Christ, it's not a fucking law that you've just broke. You're not going to go to jail. But um, just be careful when you do post on social media that some pages don't like you tagging your business name or they don't like you putting links that send them to other pages. They get a bit precious if you put other page links on there. They don't like it. They want you just referring to their website or because a lot of these Facebook pages have their own website and they just want you to refer to that. They don't want people going elsewhere, but I'm all for supporting everyone. Fuck, jump on my life after plus one and tag your business if you want. I am all for supporting everyone because I do have a Facebook page there. I'm not very active there though. I'm mainly on Instagram, but... On a tangent again, doable, guys. If you want to start a business, you want to create a career around your kids, it's doable. You can do it. Get your social media pages. If you have teenage kids that are great with TikTok, you know what? Get them on board to do your social media for you. Older kids that are in their teens that love doing it, get them on board. Get them to do your social media. Get them to create you some reels and some content and some TikToks because people love TikTok these days. So use them. Use your kids if they're old enough to help you out. And even if it's not with social media, it might just be with doing something that's related to getting the business. Like even when I had my previous business, my daughter used to come and help me do setups and she loved it. We'd come and set up a backdrop wall or do a booking or do a party setup and she would always come with me. Well, not always, those weekends that I had her with me and she wasn't at her dad's, she had to come with me. That's how it worked. And she loved helping me. So get your kids on board. Get them helping out. They love it. And they love seeing mum or dad start their own business. They're proud. They love it. 
and it gives them motivation to want to do something on their own. And I can guarantee now, I'm 99.9% certain that my daughter is going to start her own business of some sort. I can see she's got that real business mind about her. And even when I had my previous business, not so much now, because it's more so she doesn't have to be involved with what I'm doing now. But in the previous business, when she'd come to work with me, she'd always offer me these little tips and pieces of advice. I'm like, holy shit, that's a great tip. And just little things about getting different exposure on social media. I'm like, this is coming from a 10-year-old. This is great advice. You are going places, kid. And they do. They learn from it. So don't think that having a business as a single parent is going to interfere with the kid's life or it's going to put them on put them off I should say they love it they love seeing mum or dad get out there and smash their goals so if you want a job where you can work from home doing something you love then get out there and do your research take gradual steps set up your social media pages and then get some content even if you do something at home do a collab with someone whatever it is even if it's something that you don't need to have content you can just create your own images like with life after plus one I create my own work I create my own images I don't need to go out and do professional photo shoots for that so same sort of thing you can create your own images and quotes and captions and reels you can put it together yourself at night or when the kids are at school or when the kids are in bed and just slowly build on it that way and then get the word out there attend networking events do collabs, get out there and meet people in your area that will benefit from what you're doing. And that's how you start a business as a single parent. It is a lot of work at the start because, I mean, it's not so much a lot of work, it's a lot of hustling. It's a lot of promoting. It's a lot of marketing. It's a lot of doing what you can to get the name out there. Don't be put off because it hasn't happened straight away because it doesn't. It's not going to be a successful business in the first two or three months. And holy fuck, if you get that, tell me what your trick is. It takes a while to really establish a business. And they say, I think two to three years is what it takes to officially get a business off the ground and well-established. And there are people that do it in less time, but don't be put off by the amount of time that it takes. Because if it's something that you're passionate about and something that you really love doing, then you're going to want to keep it going. But if you're doing it just for the money and it's taking a long time to see that money coming through, then guaranteed it's probably not going to last. Like I did a few little side hustles during lockdown because my business wasn't working. I started doing little gift boxes and making candles and I loved it, but it was something I did just for the money and they didn't last because it wasn't something I was passionate about. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I did it purely as a way to get some money coming in during lockdown because I didn't have an income at that point. And those are other ideas that you can do. Start making candles at home. And during that time in lockdown, the freaking market was swamped with candle businesses. I think that's what everyone was doing. Everyone was making their own candles at home because people weren't working. They were needing something to do at home. So I did it. I sold a few. I enjoyed it. I liked it. But it wasn't something I was passionate about. I did it just because I needed money. And same with the little gift boxes. I loved going doing the gift boxes. But it's not my passion. I did it as a source of income. And if I really was passionate about it and I really loved it, I would have found a way to make it work. But which is why I sucked through my previous business through the two lockdowns and as long as I did because I was really passionate about it. I loved it. But I got to a point where I wanted to be in an industry where I could help people. I wanted to be in a more, in a role where I was adding value to people's life. And I've always wanted to do what I'm doing now with Life After Plus One, but I was already doing my other business and circumstances led to where I am now and it's led me in a happy place. This is, I'm happy to be here. 
I'm happy that business is now gone and I've got some amazing experiences from it and I met some amazing people from it. And I'm so proud of myself from what I achieved with that business from starting it with zero dollars, zero dollars. And I'll never forget my first paid booking. I would never forget that. And it's funny, I, she doesn't live far from me. And a few times I have had to drive through that area. And every time I go through there, I say to my daughter, that was my very first paid booking. And I will never forget that. And I will forever be grateful of that booking because really that's what got me off my feet. And it was so nice that to actually get out there and I was one of those ones. I way undercharged that because that's what a lot of businesses do when you're starting out. You think you doubt yourself. You think you're not good enough to charge better prices. So you charge low because you're new and you just want to get some work in. Don't undervalue yourself because like I said, even before you can raise your prices, it's harder to raise them to a realistic price if you've gone in at such a low price. Don't undervalue yourself, know your worth and be confident with what you're offering. And that's why it's so important to do your research on what other people in the area are doing. Even if it's not people in your area, if it's just other people in the same country as you and the same, and you can just search because if it's in the same country, it's probably going to be in a similar price point. And it's good to get an idea of what other people are offering and their services and what they include. And it's not about copying. It's just about staying in the market and being relevant and getting in the game and getting experience from what other people are doing. So I'm going to wrap that up. But I am going to say it. I hope you got something from this. Because like I said, I do see a lot parents out there saying I want to work from home I want to work around my kids and it's primarily single parents that I'm seeing post this and it's not just single mum single dads can do this too you don't just have to be in a job where you're going there doing your whatever it is that you're doing and you're not seeing your kids you might be having this crazy job where you work long hours or you're working far away and you're not getting time with your kids then maybe create some of yourself that's closer to home where you can see your kids and you can still earn an income so that's about it for me just keep in mind starting a business is a lot of work but fuck it's rewarding It is so rewarding, but you've got to be smart about the behind the scenes stuff. I'm really crap with that. That's always been my weak point. So once you get your money coming in, maybe get yourself a good accountant or a good bookkeeper and they can help you with all that admin shit that I hated doing. You might like doing it. So if there's something that you have been thinking about and something that you've wanted to do, I hope this episode has motivated you to take that next step. I hope you've found some information from this episode that's made you want to get up and go, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I've always wanted to have my own business. Fuck it. This is my time. This is your time. Get out there and do this. Please reach out if you have any questions, if you have any feedback. If you are starting a business and if you have decided to start one from listening to this, let me know. I want to hear it. I want to hear about your business venture and I'll share it. I want to support all our single parents in this community. So if you've got something and you're just setting it up and you're getting up and running or you've been motivated to do it from this episode, then share it with me, please. I'd love to hear it. Anyway, guys, that's enough from me today. Holy smokes. So thank you again. Thank you all. And until next time, I'll be in your ears then. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing Life After Plus One. Thank you.